Ayy, like I ain't on one, two, three, pop. Like I ain't finna bust when my homeboy make the beat drop. Bustin' the cap and the whack when I'm rapping, you really need to trust in the fact that I'm back and I'm slapping the industry for ducking the cap when he rap with the passion. When I'm in the streets, I'm crushing the fashion. Like I ain't never ate in this game. Like I ain't never seen her have me some big things. Like I ain't been around the world and with so many different girls and kinky parties that it can lift the spirit of Rick James. Like I ain't a fixture, I never knew Twister, and never did music for the alpha dog picture. Like I never script the pledge in the scripture. I had a hit song by my own liquor mixture. Do it like I wasn't a starter, that wasn't a Carter. Weezy, wasn't it out of my cousin the water? Weezy, nothing was bought up but busting and touching the heart of people. Hey yo! Listening to the PCAST presented by CBE Light Band. Each week we take you around off speed athletics department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Carrier. Welcome to the nation's top ranked off speed podcast. Excited for opening day despite baseball's repeated insistence on frustrating the people who love it most. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Where it really does hate the people that like it the most. Yes, yes, it does. Because Rob Manfred is a terrible commissioner and a terrible person. He is at least both of those things. Okay, glad we're all on the same page still. Closer to home and possibly less uh, unrelentingly angry, um, Jacksonville State, seventh playing Jacksonville State, couldn't take <laughs> Not the smoke break anymore. Couldn't take the smoke last week. Downed 13 to 10 by the governors in a uh, game that was uh, a lot of defense. A, a whole bunch of defense. That, we thought that Zarek Cooper was the worst quarterback on that team. Yeah, uh, Zarek Cooper's not actually on the roster anymore. I meant to bring that up to you. Congrats to Zion Webb for taking over as the worst quarterback on Jacksonville State who doesn't want any smoke from the Govs. It's, it's like when Jacksonville State drops back to pass – the ball's it's just got a homing beacon. Yeah, it's just, it's going. It, Zion Webb completed what? 11 nine passes, passes. Nine, nine passes. He completed, completed nine passes to Jacksonville State receivers. <laughs> then four to the Gubs. Oh, they have seven interceptions in their last two games against us. Sure do. Uh, sure John do. Edwards, he enjoys picking off Jacksonville State. Both of his career interceptions against the Gamecocks. Cam Ruffin had two. Uh, who else had one? Terrell Vassell had his first career. Terrell Vassell, yeah, that's four. And there was some. There was someone I can't remember exactly who it was. There, there was potential for a fiver. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a Cordell on it. Might have been a Cordell. Yeah, that just seems like a pretty easy guess. Yeah, it, when all else fails, bet the Cordell Jackson was the guy who almost had a pick, and you're not going to be wrong very often. That also, defense, don't man. Forget- don't forget the John Wesley Whiteside, two forced fumbles and a recovery. Terrell Vassal, a forced fumble. And Jack McDonald, a recovery. Whiteside absolutely flattened Webb on that one <laughs> where he got in the backfield and got the ball to basically clinch it. Sacked like, him and then just picked it up. Well, just crushed him like a grape. And then, oh, hey, here's the ball. And he just sort of, all right, well, this is mine I now. really enjoyed that play. Watching I did not play. have – I did not have a bad time with any of the football-related shenanigans that I saw last week. Um, I guess we could have run the ball a little more effectively, but we won, so I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, the the numbers that matter the most are the two on the scoreboard under our name and the opponent's name, and we had more. So they have a good run that. defense. I think Ahmad was a little banged up still, so you know, throw the ball. Only only got four carries. C.J. Evans did the bulk of the work. Uh, Ahmad did running. Score. When you get down there to the goal line, give the 21. 
yeah, I'll always find 21 uh, down near the goal line. That's that's a good rule of thumb. That is a good rule of thumb. Govs, still in it. We'll get to that later on in the episode, right. however. Now we're looking for the head men's basketball coach. Here's getting all the coaches. All the, all the coaches. All the new. You know, it's nice to have new and shiny things. Are you having a rave in your living room? What is happening right now? No, I've got the uh, – not not Fox Sports anymore. The Bally Sports big opening day show on, and it's just – there are just lights flashing all over. Yeah, they're going still crazy. in quarantine they're going, they're going living room. They're going crazy. Um, the, anyway, the first day anyway. of Valley Sports broadcasting. Matt Figure off to UT Rio Grande Valley as Say that the head coach of, of the Vaqueros. Vaqueros? I don't know. It doesn't Vaqueros. matter. Vaqueros. Say, say UTRGV 10 times fast. UTRGV, 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 UTRGV. I think that's 10. I'm not sure. I lost count. Good work. That's fascinating podcasting right there, that is. And so now we're on the hunt for the next one. And I'm probably not the best person to speak to nepotism in the hiring process of off alums, but... I will say that an alum is not always the way to go. It can work. I'm not going to say it can't. Penny Hardaway, Kevin in Memphis, Jim Beheim, long history of doing it at Syracuse. The recently it didn't go Roy as well Williams. for yeah, the recently retired Roy Williams. It didn't go as well for Matt Doherty, Johnny Jones, Cam Anderson. Tubby Smith's a national title winner, and high points not working out for Tubby. Sometimes that's how it goes. So just to say, oh, well, he's an awesome big guy. He, he'll be perfect. It's there's one alumni for the hiring. More to it than that. The only alumni I support for the hiring of the men's basketball head coach position is Terry Taylor. Just name head coach. Ooh, Terry Taylor, fifth year player coach. Now, that's something. Player, I don't think you can play your coach in college. Terry Taylor for head coach for Austin P. Men's basketball. Just let him have the team for the next 70 years. He's 20. Maybe not 70. We'll give him like 50. Yeah, I was going to say he'll probably get tired of it before then. Terry Taylor for head coach at Austin P. You heard it here first. Well, we'll call that plan B. <laughs> the governor volleyball team ended its season on Monday, fresh out of quarantine, gave the old college try. Couldn't quite make the OVC tournament. We do need to shout out all OVC performer Chloe Stitt, who got the nod her senior season for a fine campaign that really – I mean, she jumps out of the gym. You, you got you got an outside hitter at all speed. You got you you've done well. I mean, she let's get up, there. We, she up there and swing it. Yeah, she she's got the big arm. Uh, you you hear about the OVC tournament already getting a little bit pear shaped? Yeah, they already got uh, SIUE, the team that Austin P lost a tiebreaker to. Out, see ya. Yep, out, see ya. Why are we not replacing them exactly? No, no, they haven't played any games, and we're like two days before the tournament starts. I don't care. And it. we all just got out of quarantine. So right. I don't like I don't get it at all. I don't know why they wouldn't be like, hey, you guys lost the tiebreaker. We've got three days before the tournament. Can you guys get to Moorhead? Yes, we can. Bye. Well, no one asked us. They should. We have tons of really great ideas, but no one asked us. First OVC tennis matches last weekend in uh 
what was it, 538 days or something like that? It was, it was a ridiculously high number. Seven hundred, just over 700 days. Uh, oh, wow. Well. And uh, the women's tennis squad dropped their first OVC match in over 1,000 days. That's a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. So, uh, you know, we could be all upset about it, but uh, I, I have a feeling they're going to bounce back just fine. Probably so, led by Fabi Schmidt, as constant as the sun, and this week's OVC Women's Tennis Player of the Week. I can't make my usual argument of when somebody beats us, she can't be the co-tennis player of the week anymore because someone did beat us. So, uh, tip of the hat to Jacksonville State, but um, you're still not going to beat Fabi. She's won five straight singles matches. Her and Danny in doubles play are nigh unbeatable, 7-0 and this season. Um I'm not sure if anybody in the OVC is going to put up a duo that can handle that. No, I, I will. I will be the definitive authority there is my uh, legacy of tennis. So Abby, the best player in the league. Danny was like the fifth best player in the league. Oh, they're playing together in doubles. When you show me somebody that wants that smoke, we'll have that conversation. But until then, uh, that Govs duo is going to stay undefeated. Another Gov duo that's uh, currently uh, rolling through the Ohio Valley Conference. Teammates, roommates, Carlon Shooten and Kanisha Phillips. Carlon, another pole vault win last week. Kanisha, uh, 200 meter last week, tied the school record just for funsies. Also, haven't even released this yet, but OVC uh, track athlete of the week, Kanisha Phillips as well. Bravo, bravo. Also, gotta shout out Corey McDaniel. They just set the hammer throw record, obliterated that bad boy. And also, uh, Jackie Versman and Maria Hilliard right there around the old record. So, uh, awesome. football, put, putting in with that group. Excellent. Four, four stars all the way around. Really, watch really out, enjoying watch out it. For the guff slinging that hammer. <laughs> this is, I'm going to, I'm going to tell on myself here a little bit. When I got to college and I first started working with track and field and I didn't know anything about track and field, I thought they actually threw a legitimate hammer. And I thought like, that was like a very like, an like, a, like a get it. it from Lowe's and fling it. Like, oh yeah, I just got my old Irwin Tools hammer here. Let me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that seemed dangerous, but I also thought like, wow, fifty meters—that's quite a pitch with a hammer. <laughs> anyway, I've confessed now. Now that I've confessed my idiocy, um, softball last week absolutely housed Belmont. What what here. did we tell you about Jordan Beneful being back? Watch out! Just, I mean, she is. She not crushing. only her first. She not only threw her first college shutout. She threw her second college shutout against Belmont. <laughs> and that's funny uh, that they're going to contend with for the next three and a half years. I mean, in- Rose hasn't had the pitch because she just she just comes in in relief occasionally, hits some home runs, plays first base. No, no, no reason. Benefil's out here just caying people like it's her job. Yeah, I mean, if, if Benefil's just going to do the smoke, then, you know, you, you, when you get one like that, like I've always said that, especially at this level, if you have somebody like that. Like Rackle? Like, yeah, you, you've got somebody who's just, unless something terrible happens, all right, boom, you got two of three on the weekend already. Now you just got to find one more for the sweep. I mean, your margin for error is expanded exponentially at this level, especially. Yeah, it's a, it's a good problem to have. For It's it's the best problem to have in that it's not even really a problem. Like, I'm sure Kelsey does love to pitch, and she's quite good at it. 
but she could also just go man first, hit dingers, and get an inning here and there as needed. Yeah, you know. and she's done that. It's been good. It's been it's been nice. It's been real nice. It's been the best. Also, the best coming on like a freight train over the last few weeks. Gino Avros, just yeah. lean mean hitting machine. Uh, I think he's hitting like something like seven hundred forty-two thousand over the last three weeks. But all numbers approximate, obviously forty-two thousand. Yeah, all numbers approximate. But uh, he and the Govs took two or three from Belmont last week. Not a shabby little Belmont outfit. First series win of the season for the Governors. Um, I mean, you know, it's we're we're kind of entering the latter stages now, but this is the time you almost start peaking a little bit. Yeah, you, you got to start winning them now. Yeah, you you got to start picking them up now. The I think the schedule's getting a little bit tougher, so you know, might have been good to pick off some easier ones early in the season, but that's not what happened. So now right we figure it out this way. Yeah, get it done. Get it done. Speaking of done, first segment of this podcast is done. It's a segue, boys and girls. We'll wrap this up. Come back, talk to Austin Lancaster of the Men's Golf Program right after this. Every week, you know what you're getting with Austin Lancaster. He's going to be right around par, he's going to outplay whoever he's paired with, and he's going to be the most consistent performer for the Govs as he enters the stretch run of his senior season, as he has been for several years now. Austin, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Um, I think leadership is a an important thing for a senior to have and part of leadership is holding your coaching staff accountable and holding your coaching staff accountable to their guarantees like when you win a tournament he's supposed to go jump into swan lake which finally came to fruition just a few weeks ago yes sir he did how did you finally hold his feet to the fire to get him to do it well it actually started with our assistant coach it was a pretty day outside at swan it was probably 65 degrees and our coach texted in the uh, group message, our assistant, Dustin Thomas, said, uh, you know, it would be a great day to jump in Swan Lake. And then I was like, you know, and I'm going to chime in a little bit on it. So I chimed in and said, yeah, you know, the curse may be lifted if you do this. So he finally, he didn't really say anything, and all of a sudden we got done with our round, and he had a towel ready, and he just jumped in. It was pretty cool. It was f- cool to see because that pond is not something you want to put your, uh, put your feet in or anything. No, that pond's funky. I can't believe he actually did it. But I, see, I, I think that's good that you got the kind of relationship that you're able to be like, hey, man, you said you were going to do a thing. Get out there and do it. Yeah, he um, coaches, I think, more of a, a player's coach than anything else. He kind of just, you know, if we need anything, he's there for us at all times. And that's what I love about him. Coming to Austin P, you're from Hendersonville. Was it imperative for you to kind of stay – local and stay close or were you were you looking for better fit or what what was it when in your initial recruiting process that drew you here I was really looking for a coach that really wanted me to be here and felt like he believed in me more than anything else and that just happened to be coach Robbie Wilson um I had some other you know smaller division one offers and um 
this one just best fitted me. And I also kind of grew up around this program. One of my um, neighbors, Trey Tarpley, he was here um, and he played golf here. And I played football with him growing up just in the backyard and stuff like that. I was always younger, but he always talked so highly of Austin P and just highly of this program and how, you know, traditional, you know, it's so it's, we have great traditions at Austin P with golf. So I just, I, right when I got this offer, I knew where I was going. You do not fit the typical golfer profile of tall, reed thin mashers. You are, you know, you're short and stocky. Yeah. But you make it work for you. Do you, is it one of those things where you make your perceived disadvantages turn them into advantages? Because people underestimate you. Yeah. I, um, you know, I think the biggest advantage for me is just off the tee. I get it and play more than anybody else. I'm never really in trouble off the tee, and that comes with I tend to not hit it as far as others. Um, you know, I only hit it 275, 280 usually. Only. And, you know, that's not as long as my other teammates. And I just tend to get it in the fairway more, and that's really where I kind of – you know, and better than everybody else. And that kind of makes some people mad sometimes when you don't really miss fairways, you don't really miss greens. It's kind of hard to shoot really a lot <laughs> doing that. So You also play super quick. For, you know, golf, there are guys who stand over a putt for what seems like hours, but you were very much of the get out there, get after it, hit it, chase it, go again. Does that kind of – does that pace sort of put off whoever you're playing alongside? Um. I think it affects me more playing with slower players than it does me, um, you know, affecting them, I guess. I think it kind of puts me through a – I don't know how to explain it, I guess, but when I play with really slow guys, I have a tendency to kind of get mad. Not mad, but just like, dude, hurry up. Come on, we got to play We got to play golf, yeah. um, you know. So I don't think – I think it affects me more than it affects them if I'm being honest, because they don't really care if I'm playing fast or slow because they're still going to play at their pace, you know, so. The 36 whole days, I've asked a few people about this, and those are, I think, low-key some of the toughest days a collegiate athlete can have because you're up with the sun and you're playing all day to basically beat the daylight. It's a grind. How do you prepare yourself mentally and physically for it? Um, we have a good workout coach, strength and conditioning coach, um, John, and he just kind of, you know, does things that's going to help us get throughout that 36 whole day. It's, I think it's more mental than anything else to stay focused on the 36 whole day because for someone like for me, I don't really get tired. Like I don't feel like I'm tired until after completely after, because I try to stay focused as possible. Um, and that's really it. Like you know, the feet hurt after, <laughs> but that's really about the only thing. You just feel tired and you go lay in that hotel bed and it's over. But during the actual 36 whole day, I don't really feel anything is that bad. And usually we're in carts sometimes, depending on, you know, where we are and depending on how much light we have. Cause sometimes if we were to walk, we wouldn't be able to get it done. So C going to college is People talk about it all the time. Sometimes it's cliche, sometimes it's not. But you be, you discover yourself, you mature, you become a young adult, I guess, for lack of a better term. What has been your maturation process like? What has that been like for you in college? Oh, man, you know, I feel like I have matured a lot since I've gotten here, but I feel like it's just being around a good group of guys more than anything else. Like, I feel like if I went to a school where, you know, I wasn't around the same guys, and I wouldn't be who I am today. 
um, you know, I was around guys that always, you know, supported me and stuff like that. And they all came from really good families with the same kind of family values that I've had. So I think being along them and us growing up all together at the same time has really just matured everybody and matured me a lot. I was going to ask about your parents. Uh, I know your dad's around a lot. I see your mom at pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. If I can make a tournament, I'm almost positive she's yeah. going to be there. Just having that support, what's that like, knowing you always got somebody in your corner? It means the world to me. My parents are supportive um, of anything I do, and um, having them there and supporting me is just, I can't say enough about them, you know. Um, my dad is there whenever he can make it because he doesn't want to miss a shot. And then my mom is there whenever she can't make like, it. It doesn't matter if she can't make it. She's going to try to be there. But, man, their support means the world, and it kind of pushes me every day to get better and better. So last four weeks, I guess only have four weeks unless we win OVCs, which I really hope we do and I really think we can do. Um, I'm sure they're going to be at every tournament moving forward. <laughs> the summer golf schedule, the Opens, the Amateurs, Everything that makes up that calendar is so different than your typical collegiate golf schedule where you have your teammates and you have your coaches and you have everybody else. That calendar makes you more self-reliant. How how much does that build and sharpen your game to bring back to the season? Well, um, I think it helps a lot depending on how you play. Um, you know, in the summer, going into the fall, we have a fall and spring schedule usually. This year we didn't because of COVID. But um, in the summer, I feel like if you play really well, it kind of leads on into the fall. If you play um, not as well, hopefully when you get back to practice and you see the guys and more guys are helping you out and coaches helping you out and, you know, Coach Dustin's helping you out, then they can turn that around. But I feel like if you're playing well in the summer, it's only going to carry on in the fall because you really don't stop, you know. Yeah. So, um what motivated you to come back for the extra year? To win an OVC championship. Did just it was just unfinished business. Yeah, it was just to win an OVC championship. Um, it, I hate to say, but hate to say, it, but it really wasn't about the Masters. <laughs> it was about to win an OVC championship. And um, Shh, don't say I've the always, quiet part out loud. <laughs> I've always been a good student too, so it kind of is no brainer. I'm going to come back and get my Masters, and you know, hopefully, win an OVC championship with my best friends. You believe that strongly in this place, in the program, the people. How does that, like, you you seem like you, you could just easily sell Austin P to anybody. <laughs> I just believe in what Coach Wilson is preaching, um, you know, and Coach Dustin's preaching. They're kind of a great yin and yang. Um, Coach Dustin's more laid back and kind of like, you know, kind of lets you do what you need to do on the golf course and is definitely there with you, makes you make sure you make don't make stupid decisions. While Coach Wilson is like, hey, don't be stupid on the golf course. Let's play, you know, conservative targets to, you know, aggressive swings and stuff like that. They're a great yin yang. So, but Coach Wilson just sold me on this whole Austin P program, and he's going to be a great coach. And, you know, me, Michael, and Alex were his first recruiting class, and he's only building even better ones. So. Austin, what is your favorite word? Uh, I don't know. Um. Bet. What is your least favorite word? Moist. That's a popular one. Who or what inspires you? My parents. What is the last book you read for fun? Golf is not a game of perfect. I guess that's not for fun. Well, I mean, that doesn't really sound fun. I'm gonna. I mean, it was it was cool, but it wasn't fun. <laughs> what is your worst habit? Um. 
I don't my worst habit talking over people what app on your phone gets the most use TikTok what is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in to be honest I really haven't found myself in that terrifying situations that's probably a good thing yet what is your idea of happiness um Being with, I don't know, I, that's a tough question, I guess. I guess I'm pretty happy right now, so playing golf every day and being with my friends. What is your idea of misery? Being locked somewhere where I can't get out. Like so, in a room? Like in a small, confined space. Like a coffin? Yeah, like I would hate being in a coffin and just like not being able to get out. Because somebody is just... Was that that Ryan Reynolds Buried Alive movie? That's not, not, not or your Or like, have you seen Misery? Yes. That is terrifying. Yes, it is. What makes you self-conscious? Um, I guess how people view me sometimes. I don't know. How do people view you sometimes? No, I'm just saying like Oh, you I not care what n- people think too much. Not knowing. Not knowing. I care what people think too much sometimes. What is the most embarrassing song you love? <laughs> Probably Miss Independent <laughs> by Kelly Carson. How would you prefer to die? Uh, in my sleep. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? A hawk or an eagle because they have great eyesight and they just fly anywhere they want and kind of be the, you know, predator instead of the, the killed, I guess. I don't know. What might prompt you to lie? Getting a better seat in the van. <laughs> <laughs> How do you lie to get a better seat in the van? I don't know. I'll have to figure it out, I guess. What makes you hopeful? Uh, my family. What is our purpose in life? <sighs> to help others. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you'd ask the next guest? How fast can you eat a uh, kid's meal from McDonald's? Ooh, that is good. What's your What's your record, personally? I don't have a record. I know that our next guest does it fast. <laughs> so you may have to buy him a kid's meal and see how fast he can do it on air. I'm not above that. So Last week, Hunter Schlotto asked, how tall are you? I am five, six and a half. Um, I'm not over five, six and a half. I don't think I may be just five, six. I like to call me five, seven. But yeah, I'm not very tall. So I need to reduce that. I think I've got you listed at five, ten on the website. I think it's five eight. Oh, okay. So that's about much. In, in not close. In spikes. In spikes. Yeah, in, in spikes. spikes. That's fair. So you got your masters. You're finishing up your senior year, or your senior, super senior, gap senior. I don't know what the heck we're calling this year. What's next? Um, right now I'm just playing. You know, kind of playing it by ear. I really don't have a what's next right now. I have a um, you know, let's see how golf goes and see how far I can go with golf for right now. But I'm just kind of taking it one day at a time. I don't really have a plan right now i truly don't so that's about it not I having feel a, like not having a plan is a plan in and of itself i guess i feel like i'm still only 23 years old so i don't really have to go out and work right away um hopefully i can play golf as long as i can and uh hopefully that works out well i mean it's worked out so far i don't see why i shouldn't in the future yes sir austin lancaster thank you so much for your time man i really hey, appreciate it thank you for having me good night is over
Lancaster for coming on this week, giving us a few minutes out of his day. Good old boy, Austin Lancaster. I like that guy. Most everybody's on the road this week, though. Don't know if you've noticed that. Tennis at Simo and Martin, softball at Tennessee Tech, baseball at EKU with a midweek at SIU Carbondale thrown in there. Soccer, more had to close the season. Track and field up in beautiful Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, the Ghosts spread out this weekend. Yeah, everybody's on the road, which is, uh, I guess, nice. The point that I just made? Yeah, it's nice for us. That's what I was saying, I guess. Three at home, three very specific, very important contests. Well, two at home and one sport. But anyway, football against unbeaten nationally ranked Murray State on senior day from Forterra Stadium. Govs looking to play spoiler in the racers' quest for an OVC title and also potentially get themselves back in the race if the Govs can handle Murray State. Got to be watching that one up in Charleston. Got to be rooting hard for the Panthers of EIU. They take on Jacksonville State. Uh, For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, if EIU beats Jacksonville State and Austin P beats Murray State this weekend and then Jacksonville State goes on the road and beats Murray State – Next week, and Austin P takes care of Eastern Illinois. There's a three-way tie for the OVC championship. And like last year, there will be three champions, co-champions, because that's how the OVC does it. However, the automatic bid to the FCS playoffs will go to your Austin P governors, who have wins over Murray State and Jacksonville State. If that's yeah, we, we, we can dig that. We can dig that. We would take that. We would take, we would take all of that smoke, as a matter of fact. We are, uh, fun fact, our program's – First ever back-to-back wins over top 15 ranked FCS opponents. That's a good nugget there, Krigley. Excellent work, sir. You know where else you can find that nugget? In your game notes for this upcoming game. That's right. You betcha. Softball will be hosting Murray State in a midweek conference doubleheader. Always fun to get the racers in our park and hopefully uh, just absolutely beat the brakes off of them. Yeah, I, I said we run the benefit play. Yes, uh, we, we should throw Jordan Benefield is my um, measured opinion as a respected and authoritative softball knower. <laughs> and then men's golf, as I alluded to, we're going down to Dixon, where we host our home event every year in the fall, except it's not our home event. It's Murray's home event. And so... Less work for you because they're not hosting, technically? Yes. I guess. I don't know. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to try to go down there. I'm going to have a good time. I don't know. Riding around the golf cart? I have some. Jordan Harmon. Cool, I guess. No, you're going to come in here and work in the office for the first time in like a month and a half is what you're going to do Monday, assuming you haven't contracted lupus or something by then. For for those who have been been following along in the Krigger saga uh, after his home displacement from roommate uh, Kobe Shannon. After 10 days of not being able to go home, I have 15 days of not being able to leave home. That's a that's 25 days for those who are scoring. Casey gets out Saturday. Fingers cross so hard they're turning blue. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what I'm going to catch before Saturday. 
there's there's no telling, but please <laughs> just get in a bubble and stay there. Oh. But you know what I've been able to do over the last few weeks without you prattling into my ear constantly at soccer is get to listen to coaches. Oh, sorry. I talk to you during games. It's okay. I'll get over it. But I've compiled a compendium of soccer terms from coaches and what they actually mean. Would you like to hear some of these? Yeah, I would, I'd love to. Find feet. Find feet is one of my favorite ones. It's what's usually said right before somebody scores a howling goal from long distance when their coaches would prefer them to pass to a teammate. Yeah, no, don't pass. Take that shot. Unlucky. Unlucky is usually what coaches yell when the ball zooms past the goalkeeper into the net. Yeah, sounds right. Sir! That one's my favorite. The rise of sir is letting the referee know that his call or her call was the incorrect one, which is hilarious because occasionally they will yell sir at a woman, which doesn't make a ton of sense (laughs) in the abstract at all. It's a much nicer way to tell the official you don't agree because baseball coaches do not yell sir. No, they I mean, they might tack on a sir at the end, but it's usually after several swear words preceding it. (laughs) Be an option is it that's a fun one because it's basically yelling at somebody to go out and try hard like, hey be an option do the thing we sent you on the field for please <laughs> beautiful beautiful is when a mundane play happens that no one except soccer people gets and then you'll hear how the big booming booming beautiful and be forced to figure out i feel like i hear a lot of beautiful from coach tracy hosa you do that's what that's what logged me into uh using and including beautiful on this list because i I heard that ashley whitaker did something on tuesday and i didn't know what it was it just it just looked like a very a play that happened yeah it's a play that occurred for soccer and i heard Tracy scream out beautiful and I wish I could appreciate the game on a level that made that beautiful. And then win the last five. Win the last five is usually shouted at the end of the first and second half. Win the last five means loosely you've lost the first 40. So you make know, it win up the here. Last yeah, let's yeah. let's run the hurry up play. The yeah. two minute offense. Let, let, let's get let's get the let's do the goal scoring play now, please and thank you. We could we come now to the end of the part where we talk about things that are going to happen. And Casey, nothing is more important this this today probably than the start of the 2021 MLB season. Yeah, very excited, very important. The the most important, Casey, uh, looking like Joey Votto Jr. On this particular Zoom. It's a very Larkin jersey. Well, can't see that. It's a face and your face. Like the, with 19, the, the 1990s logo. It's not Joey Votto. Anywho. Casey. Predictions for the upcoming MLB season. Cincinnati Reds winning the World Series. Sorry, I said predictions, not pipe dreams. You're right. Um, let's see. 
I know this is a Reds pick, but watch out for my guy Jonathan India in that rookie of the year race. Jonathan India to be devoted by May one. Got it. No, wrong. I got the. I listen. I got. I'm the only one that got a rookie of the year right last year when I picked Kyle Lewis, and he tried to tell me it wasn't likely because the Mariners are bad. He can't win rookie of the year. Well, he did. So, congrats on that. Thanks. Cool, cool. You uh, excellent work there, friend. I still like the Dodgers. I don't like the Dodgers, but they're like gonna, yeah. I don't like the Dodgers, but I do think win. they'll win. Yeah, I would love the, I, the the fun and cool Padres would be my preference for but they winning. Won't. They won't. I think they're a year away from being the like Padres sh- hit enough to beat the Dodgers. That's where I'm at. I mean, I think they can. I think they can pitch circles around the Dodgers from a starting standpoint. I just don't I know if they've got. I think the rotations are more equal than people think. I think, I, I think Urias is going to be really good for the Dodgers this year. I've and... been, I've been thinking that Urias should be good for the Dodgers for like three years now, and he didn't. He last year was his first year back from the blown up AC joint. Right, he should have been better. SMA should have been better. I'm not saying I like the Dodgers rotation better than the Padres. I'm saying I think that Urias is going to be better than we all think. And I think he should be quite good. I just don't think he's going to be as good as some of what San Diego's got. However, the, the uh, San Diego doesn't roll out a lineup with Bellinger, Betts, Justin Turner, and Corey Seager. Am I forgetting anybody? Gavin Lux. Yeah, Gavin Lux, um, Muncy. Max uh, Muncy, excuse me. There's somebody else. Oh, oh, wait, no, you said Betts. No, yeah, I, I think I let off with him and Bellinger. <laughs> well, I heard you say Bellinger, and I just basically like, oh, wait, no, you said Betts. So, yeah. What, uh, we haven't talked about the American League. Any? I don't want to pick the Yankees, but it seems like I have to. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to go out on a limb. I think I don't know why I think the White Sox might be good enough to take the American League because they shouldn't be because Aloy Jimenez is hurt and they go about an inch deep depth wise pretty much across the board. Thank God they re-signed Adam Eaton. Yeah, boy, that was a what a move. I just don't – I'm not – no, I'm refusing. I'm refusing on principle to pick the Yankees. The Yankees can win, but they're not going to do it with my stamp of approval. So you're picking – Go White Sox. Who is going to win the American League? Can anybody in the I'm, West win it? Probably. The, the West is a trash fire. I mean – That's where I'm the, at. The Astros are not very – I mean, they could do it if a the couple Yankees things – The Yankees win the AL by default because everybody else isn't good? I mean, the Blue Jays have gotten better, but I don't think they're good enough to, to beat the Yankees. the Yankees. Not in the regular season. I mean, you shorten the rotations and everything in the postseason, and maybe. I was looking at that matchup today. The Blue Jays' best pitcher is Ryu, and he's not going to get anybody out because the Yankees are all right-handed hitters. I mean, he'll get somebody out because he's a – He'll strike out Jay Bruce, but – Well, who won't? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean no, to. that's fine. There's like a month. I didn't mean to say that exactly how I said it. Listen, Jay Bruce will either strike out five times a game for the entire month or he'll hit, have four hits a game for the entire month. There is no in-between. It is a month-to-month thing for Jay Bruce. You 
don't know which one you're going to get. Well, that's fun. Yeah, no, it's great. It's really great. It's really good for you if uh, he's on your team. I guess we need to talk about Frankie Lindor getting paid. Yeah, I would have given him literally whatever he asked for. Maybe not for 10 years, but you're not going to get these. Because $34 million to a 38-year-old shortstop seems a little much for me, but you're paying for – you're paying for the front end and there's just money on the back end. Yeah. I mean, yes. When he's 38, if you're looking, if you're angels in it and looking back like at the Albert Pujols contract and you won squat and it hamstrung your team for an entire decade and also led to where you can't actually um, sign anybody. Well, not just sign anybody, but not even, be remotely competitive and have the best player in baseball waste his entire prime, then yes, yes, I think you will look back on that contract with some regrets. But if you want a couple titles out of it, I don't think you'll care one bit. Can we go back to my argument about Mets fans just complaining about how everything's so bad to be a Mets fan when they were in the World Series like five years ago, and now they have a Cy Young winner. They also have Noah Syndergaard, and they just signed Francisco Lindor for the next 10 years. But they're still going, well, we're the Mets. Uh, everything's so bad. No, shut up, Mets fans. I mean, they are the Mets and everything is so bad, but that's what makes it funny. Like, like I said the last time we talked about the Mets, they couldn't handle being Reds fans. They would all have gone uh, gone off the deep end by, by now if they can't handle being a Mets fan. And that's I mean, been to two World Series in my life, at least, that I think of. What, like 2004 and 2015? And no, 2000, Subway Series. That's what I was thinking. That's the 2004 one, right? Or I thought I that was 2000. It might be. I don't know what year it was. I was very young at that point. I just know they played the Yankees in the World Series. They did, and they got smoked, too. That was that was the year Timo Perez was a folk hero, which that I remember that name, and I know no one else does, probably says a lot. A little closer to home, I made sure to pick Tyler Rogers in my fantasy baseball draft. Heck, yeah. Got him with the second to last pick, meaning I will have him for the rest of his career if I so choose. Holds and saves and saves and holds. I made the pick by saying, give me that only Austin P guy in the draft because I don't think Harper's on the roster right now. So He is not. But I imagine Ron Harper will be uh, up with Washington sooner rather than later. So we can restart the Ryan and Rogers report. We sure can. I'm, right I'm now, looking forward to that. Right now it's just the Rogers report. Remember last year when we did that and it was like the dearth? He was right in the middle of all pandemic-related activities and literally not one thing was happening and we needed any kind of content whatsoever. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun reading through all the Rogers tweets because some of the Giants fans hated it. <laughs> and I was I, like, the, the Harper ones like made me sad sometimes. Roger, Rogers like, has a one bad outing. In like a month, and Giants fans just won't give in. I mean, this guy gets like nine saves, or not nine saves, nine holds in the month. But the one time the Dodgers got a couple hits off him, just the end of the world. Like, yeah, sorry, Bellinger got a hit off him, like he does yeah. everybody else on the planet. Yeah, well, yeah, can't please everybody or anybody. As ever, always get in touch with Haley Meyer for your community service opportunities. I know they've been limited here in the spring, but if there's anything out there, Haley can find it and point you in the right direction. You know the direction we should point people in? North. I don't know why. That just seems like the direction. No. They should follow 
us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P or follow our official Facebook account called Austin P Governors. Big shout out to our uh, Fred Robin for all of the videos she's making on all those platforms. And uh, also there's a guy named Eric down the hall that makes graphics sometimes. He sure does. He sure does make graphics sometimes. Let's go P.com for Dage News and Stories, Casey Cody Bush and myself. We do things over there fairly often for reasons that will become apparent at some point. Yes. If you want, you know, you can come watch the Govs this weekend at Fort Terra Stadium for the last time this season. Uh, Going to need a ticket. How do you get a ticket? Get in contact with our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Uh, Fort Terra Stadium, sat, or, excuse me, yes, Saturday, on Saturday. A uh, few more baseball home series remain. And as always, you can get Johnny on the hookup for the Monocle Society and the benefits of that. Two ring John. He'll be oh, there. Two ring Johnny. You call that number. Johnny Mitchell's picking up on ring number two. Death taxes and Mitchell on number two. Call it midnight. That's always a fun time for him. Johnny, what's it? Johnny, here's it ring one. Johnny Mitchell, how can I help you? Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website at letsgopeat.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. If you want to suggest a guest, let us know the local or on Kim Cement. We shout out. Make an impassioned case for the Seattle Mariners as the 2021 AL West champions. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Shout out to JLo's dad. Shout out to Steve Willard. Shout out Bud Jenkins. Get well soon, Bud. We'll see you back here. Shout out to Bojang. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.